guys, welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Hey, cats and kittens. So you guys know that in addition to being the big cheese at Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having To, I am also the world's leading expert on twin gear. Did you guys know that? It's the truth. I am constantly keeping an eye on the products that are out there for you now, in addition to keeping an eye on the horizon for twin items to come. So that's why I'm so excited to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Baby Trend. So if you're creating a baby registry for twins, you guys got to keep Baby Trend at the top of that list. Baby Trend offers so many incredible products just for twins. From the original Snap and Go Double, which is one of the gold standards of Twiniversity, to the Gold Light Twins Nursery Center, which is so super sweet. You guys got to check it out. Baby Trend has always placed our twin families at the forefront of their product line and also their product development line. It's amazing with the stuff that they keep coming out with. So for more information, visit babytrend.com. And you guys will see firsthand exactly what I'm talking about because they will have a plethora of items just for you. Oh, you are going to meet one of the sweetest twin moms I've spoken to. We're talking to Miss Erica Baselli today. Her and her hubby Dave are twin parents by way of gestational surrogacy. This is very common within our community, and I feel like we are disproportionately covering this on our podcast because I don't know if it's just that everybody with twinnies with surrogates finds us, but we've spoken to so many families that have been, you know, that had their babies kind of new school style with uh, a surrogate. She is a middle school band director, so I think that she is pre-qualified to have twinnies. And she has boy-girl twinnies, uh, Desmond and Ruby, that I love those names. I feel like Desmond, I don't know if, uh, actually, I don't think I asked her if that person was named after Desmond from Lost. But because of fibroids and endometriosis, she has her twinnies in in an unconventional way, but she is certainly a unbelievably unconventional person in the most traditional way. Is that a, 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 an intro or what? I can't wait for you to meet her. Um, I hate when guests cry on the podcast. I find it so hard to not cry myself. And I had to really hold myself back. She's she's so sweet. You're going to love her. Okay, enough. Enough is enough. All right, Erica, you ready? Okay, here we go. Here's Erica. Erica, thank you for playing with me today. Thanks for letting me play. This is awesome. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> we, I'm so thrilled because when we talk about Twiniversity in general, uh-huh. I am so careful that we really make sure that we are speaking to all families. Yes. So whether it is our biologically conceived families, our conventional families, our same-sex families, our surrogate families, literally I could go down a list of probably, I would say close to 13 
different types of families that I'm trying to speak to on a daily basis, because no matter (laughs) what, it's too late. You're one of us. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And it's an awesome club to be a part of. So thank you for Twiniverse just existing, because I don't know what I would have done. I I don't know. Like, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And it (laughs) Twiniversity helped a lot to prepare me. So thank you. (laughs) It's entirely my pleasure. And now you are even, because of your whole gestational surrogacy situation, you do have a more likelihood of being a part of my gang of misfit toys. We we actually decided, our, our doctors let us, we transferred two. So even that could have been three or four. So I don't know if they have a triple versity or quadruple nope. versity anywhere not but time. <laughs> not at this time so those chances are even higher so we were very happy with two that would oh have been terrifying God. to have more so <laughs> let's i want to know from the beginning so you and dave are like let's have a family we should yes. do this we're amazing people we should procreate and make amazing more people so what what was going on there and how did that that whole process grow to to become where you kind of guys are today? Oh man. This is I mean it I guess that we'd have to go back to 2017. So I won't go in crazy detail cuz this could bad. go on for a long time, but um we got engaged in the summer of 2017. Um we were going to get married in 2018. We we're really excited. We actually went on a trip to Texas and that's where I was engaged, which was awesome. Came back mm-hmm. a week later ended up in the emergency room and found out that I had an innumerable amount of uterine fibroids, which many women have. It's not uncommon, but I had like a ridiculous amount. They couldn't even count them. That's why they said innumerable. Some of them were large, some were small. So we knew from the beginning, okay, this is a little scary, but I went to a fertility doctor. They said they could do some surgeries. Everything should be fine got a few surgeries, got married the next year. Um, we decided to try to start a family and we got pregnant the first time, which doesn't happen very often. Um, but sadly we lost that baby. It stopped growing at seven weeks. Mm. So, um, after that had to have a few more surgeries, started trying again, not working, not working, decided to go back to the fertility doctor. They started on the regimen. I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've talked to somebody about infertility and kind of like how it works so hey. we went through oh yeah you went <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. babies yeah then you completely understand totally. all the things you have to do to even get to IVF absolutely plus throw in a few extra surgeries in there Ugh. so we did everything nothing worked we did four transfers um some singletons some with two embryos nothing was happening so the doctor kind of sat us down and said you know this might not happen for you guys um I didn't really have a good they call it unexplained infertility. Mm-hmm. So we, they don't really have a good answer as to why it's not working. It's probably from all the fibroids. So it's just my womb is not a good environment. So he sat us down and told us, you know, f- surrogacy is probably going to be the best way for you guys to create a family because okay. we were able to create embryos. No problem. Yeah. Um, so after a few more tries at uh, transfers, we decided, OK, I think we really have to start looking towards the future and what is going to be best for our family. So we started to reach research surrogacy. It's a lot when you first like really look into it. It's it's oh, very yeah. emotional, like the thought of having to almost like give away your embryos to somebody else that you don't know mm-hmm. to take care of them. Because everybody in my family is either a little older than me and kind of past childbearing age or very young. 
So there wasn't really anybody in our family that could probably like help us out, um, you know, and I didn't expect my friends to step up. They're, they're all having their own babies. So mm. we kind of knew that we'd have to find somebody. So I was talking to one of my coworkers who actually also did surrogacy and has twins. And I jokingly said to her, hey, if you know anybody that wants to be a surrogate, let me know. Like, just wow. like, Duh, yeah. And she was like, actually, I might know somebody. I was like, well, give her my phone number. If she's interested in talking, mm -hmm. have her call me. So literally a week later, I get a call and her name's Casey. And we started talking. Um, she only lives 40 minutes from us, which wow. most surrogates are in other yes, states. Totally. Can be across the country. Some people do um, surrogacy from other countries come into America. So I was like, man, this could be like, if we hit it off, this could be awesome because we can go to the appointments. We can, you know really be involved. Absolutely. So we talked for about three months off and on um, just about kind of what we expected the whole journey to look like. And we were both on the exact same page. We wanted the same thing. We wanted to be kind of involved in each other's lives. We wanted to talk often, kind of be like a, like best friends. And she really is one of my really good friends. Um, we can talk about anything. So the next choice we had to make was whether or not we would use a we'd call it an agency. Mm -hmm. So, cause some people decide to do it independently. Um, that was just a little bit scary to us because there's a lot of obviously money that goes into this process. You oh, have yes. to make sure they're covered with, with insurance, anything that could happen emergency wise, you know, there, you have to have a lot of money there. So we decided to go to an agency. Um, it's pretty abnormal. The agency told me to bring your own mm -hmm. surrogate. Very, very, very <laughs> rare. Very so rare. for anybody not out there impossible. that's listening, it's very, yes. yeah, it's not impossible, but it is kind of rare. Yes. So then the agency we decided to use had to vet Casey, you know, make sure she's like mm -hmm. the perfect ideal candidate. So all that process happened. Everything was perfect. We ended up transferring and here we are today Unbelievable. <laughs> with our twins. Yeah. And it, it was actually Casey's idea to do two embryos we were set on like okay one is good for us but she was like you know i wouldn't mind carrying twins and i was okay. like okay okay sure. let me talk to dave and see what he thinks and that's how we got our twins <laughs> so does casey have older children like casey does yeah okay. she has three children um okay. the oldest one i think is seven the youngest is two so okay. we actually had to wait a little bit because she was still breastfeeding her mm -hmm. youngest one um at the time so we had to wait until like her body was ready to be pregnant again. So yeah, she has three children of her own. Mm -hmm. wow. You actually have to have had a child to be a That's surrogate. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking mm -hmm. that then I wasn't sure that if you brought your own person, if they're the same rules would have applied. Yes, they do. Yep. Um, they even said that it's kind of crazy, like what they can do with medicine nowadays. Cause if my mom was just a little bit younger, if she had already started to go into menopause, they were like, mm -hmm. Oh, we can kind of bring her back. Like if she was like in her fifties and I was like, are you serious? Like, so like, yeah, it's, it's a little crazy what they can do, but there is like a, um, I'd say a pretty rigorous process. Cause mm -hmm. you have to obviously be healthy. You have to have had a child before. So at, if, if anybody out there is thinking of being a surrogate, you know, you have to be a certain age. There's a lot of these like things you have to tick off. It is very fascinating 
for the people that choose to be surrogates. Mm-hmm. And we've been very lucky to speak to a few. And we've had we've had quite a few families that had twins via surrogacy. And That's I awesome. love how the relationship stays forever. Like it, it really does because I can't say forever because the kids are maybe seven or eight years old now with mm-hmm. our first surrogate family. So they just stay part of, of your family. It just becomes kind of like an extended aunt. And, you know, she's exactly. helped our yeah. family so much. And it's it's really it's really, really interesting. Now, I'm so interested in how you psychologically made the jump like, OK, we're going to stop doing this and we're going to take a a different route. I think for me, and this might be different for some people, I haven't necessarily stopped because we still have two embryos. So like in my mind, there's still two potential babies. And though we could never afford to do surrogacy again, that was like a one-shot thing for us. I, you always hear those stories and I'm sure there's not that many of them, but somebody always says, oh, my aunt, you know, did IVF wasn't able to get pregnant, Some she did surrogacy, and then all of a sudden she had her baby. So it's almost like there's still that like whisper in the back of my mind, yeah. like, oh, could you still maybe get pregnant? And really, like, probably not. Never but well, I, I know, Who that's know? right. Who yeah, really you knows never what's know. going to happen. It's really true. <laughs> it's, it's very true. It could happen in 20 years. That's the oh, God. Really crazy no. part about what? that. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the, the insane thing about it is that we have, uh, human bodies are so temperamental and mm-hmm. you would think of what should happen. And this should be, you know, this should be the way there's sometimes no logical explanation for why things happen. So, uh, but it's yep, a hard jump agree. to say, OK, we're going to stop this now and we need to progress having a family. And did you then say, OK, this is going to be our first step. And then if this doesn't work, this is going to be our second. Like, how deep did you and Dave go on the discussions of family planning? Oh, man, it was a lot. Uh a lot of really looking in deep and deciding like, is it worth it to go into this amount of debt for a family? Because I know some people decide to just stop everything and potentially not have children. And that's totally awesome. And I just couldn't see, I don't know, not having children with Dave. Um, He, I actually wasn't sure if I wanted children until I married him. So I knew that that's how I knew that he was the one because like, I want to have your children, nobody else's. Um, So it was really difficult. I want to say the first step was just sitting down and being like, okay, how much do you want a family? We really had to talk about that. Mm -hmm. When we both decided this was like probably one of the most important things, like decisions we're ever going to make in our lives. And this is really important to us. Then we moved to, okay, well, obviously we went through all the fertility stuff. We did as much as we possibly could before we even move on to the next step. Um, I think another reason we decided on surrogacy is that I have absolutely no patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the doctor said, you can keep trying. Cause I could have done a few more transfers, uh, or a few more retrievals, gotten more eggs. Cause they told me I'm very fertile. That was never like a problem. So we could have kept trying and maybe it could have happened down the road, mm-hmm. but I was afraid of potentially getting to an age where maybe it was just unsafe for me to continue. And we had kind of missed some of the parts of our our years of our life when we would have had a lot of energy to have little babies around. So we just decided the best option for us because we had no idea what was going to happen in the future with surrogacy. Like that's, and we, we looked at, we thought about adoption, you know, that was something that also I was totally like, this could be the way for us to have our family. Um, so it was really picking between all those options. Just surrogacy seemed the one that made the most sense to us. 
and every family is different. You know what I mean? So it's a really hard decision to make. There was lots of nights of crying, you know, thinking like, why is this happening to me? Cause you never think like when you get married, think about having children, you don't think, Oh, it's going to be yeah. hard. You just, th- people have kids, you know, everybody in my family had a kid. Like why, why can't I? Yeah. So it was, it was very, very difficult. I hear you. I really, really do. It's, it's the, it's the shoulds, right? Like this is where mm-hmm. you get married, you have kids, but you know, the fibroids and you have endometriosis too. Like that plays yes. a huge role, huge role in things. And sometimes we like, let's say you found out that like as a teenager, you had this, we're very quick to dismiss things instead mm-hmm. of thinking like, okay, we, you know, when you're 19, if you find out that you have endometriosis or something, you just kind of like, well, whatever, it'll, it'll whatever. fix yeah. itself. So it's it's just interesting that everybody is so different, but I'm so proud of you that you were like, okay, hard stop. Here's plan B. Let's mm-hmm. give it a go. And God bless Casey, man, that being in the right place at the right She's time. like an angel. Seriously. <laughs> it like and came down from heaven. <laughs> if you don't have a Casey, then sometimes yep. it could take a very long time to to find somebody and the cost could go anywhere in my knowledge it could be anywhere from about 30 grand upwards mm-hmm. into over 100 uh, up to a, probably 150 or more yes Ugh. yes and then and we have families that have to de- not every state allows you yes. to be a surrogate which that is bizarre to me i still don't so understand that i don't yeah. get it and so not every it. state has that and so we have some families that then have to travel across five or six states to mm-hmm. get to where their surrogate is or from all the way south to all the way north. Yep. So you're, you were so lucky to be a part of this every step of the way. I love that. Yeah, absolutely lucky. Oh, like Erica, a, that's so great. Even though like surrogacy, maybe getting there wasn't lucky. The whole process for us was like ridiculously smooth. Like Casey obviously had some like issues. Caring twins is really hard work. And I learned that you know, talking to her every week and and how hard it really was. But we got extremely lucky in our journey Mm -hmm. because people wait sometimes from six to 12 months to even be matched. You know, it takes, sometimes it can take a long, a long time. And I was in some, um, the cool thing about an agency is they also have like support groups that you can go to and they have lots of different ones. So I would go to one for intended parents, which is what they call people who are using a surrogate. So talking to other people who are going through the same process has been like super helpful. And I'm not one to normally like talk about this kind of stuff. Like even doing this interview thing for me is kind of weird because I don't know. (laughs) So like, but it really helps like to get it out there and to know you're not alone. And there's all these other people who are doing the exact same thing as you. It's like, okay, this isn't like a weird, weird thing. Like people do this. This is totally, totally people do this. Yeah. So I would say when I was teaching in person and remember when you used to do things in person. So when I was teaching in person, I always had, I would say if not monthly, at least every other month I had a surrogate family here in New York. It's like that common. It really is. That like warms my heart, even though like I know surrogacy is hard and I don't want anybody to have to get to that point, like to know that there's, I don't know, that community out there is refreshing and it makes me happy. It's, it's, you know, everybody has a different route to parenthood. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing, you can't expect anything. And I, there's, you're just as much of a twin mama as anybody else. And sometimes what I get upset about is when I meet surrogate families and they're talking to me 
in a different way than a, you know, kind of a traditional parent would. And I'm like, why, why is that? Why is your preparation any different? Like to me, I think to me, it's not different. We still have to get ready and we still have the same preparations and you still have to take CPR and you still have to get life insurance. There's still a lot of things. And for you, you were still going to doctor's visits. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which a lot of people don't get to do. But yeah, yeah, we were lucky to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think I understand how those people feel, because like I was worried that like, would I even feel like a mom because I didn't get the chance to carry, you know, my babies? Like, would they almost like would the babies know that like, oh, it wasn't me. And will they like give me the side all the time? Like, are you supposed to be here? Um, that was something I had to battle with. Like, am I like a real mom? And then once the babies were here, I was like, I'm changing your diapers. I'm feeding Good. you. I'm the mom. Good. But you know, Erica, <laughs> yeah. it's not just surrogate families who feel like that. I think it's anybody who had to go an unconventional route. Because mm-hmm. I would say me too, as an IVF parent, that yeah. I was like this, I am a fraud. Why? You almost feel like, yeah, like, yeah. was I supposed to have children? Like I'm this? not a real twin mom for years, yeah. for years. And it's funny because you would think of like who I am and people know me as like a twin mom. Twin but mom? I will tell you, it was probably six years, six years of me feeling like I wasn't a real twin mom because they weren't spontaneously conceived. Why do we do Still this to ourselves? Mom. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. Erica? So I are think, you, my friend. I think we're harder on ourselves than other people are too. Because like, I think all these thoughts are in my head, but nobody else is thinking that. Like, it's funny because when I go out, people are like, oh, are these twins? I'm like, yeah, they're like, you look great. And I find this like thing in me that has to be like, well, I didn't almost like saying, well, I didn't care that. I, yeah. Most of the time I just need to be like, oh, thank you. And walk away. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's the equivalent when somebody says like, oh, you have such beautiful teeth and you're like, but I have a dead one in the back. Yeah. You see it? <laughs> it's like, why would you say that? Just why say do we do you. that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so these are strangers. Yep. I don't know why I feel like I need to like, yes. Don't know. That's what yep. there's something wrong with us, Erica, but it's not us. It's literally, <laughs> it's I think everybody. It, it's the majority <laughs> That's out there because everybody that's listening to this is going to say it's true. Why don't I just say thank you? And why don't yeah. I just accept whatever it is and move on? Why do I have you to don't owe anybody people? anything? No. Yeah, it's it's taken me a long time to get there, especially being a middle school teacher. Try telling 56 graders that you're going to be a mom and then they all look at your stomach and you have to be like, well, but not the way you think I'm going to. And even to try to like explain it to middle schoolers in like the simplest way possible because they really were confused. Um, It like, yeah, like I felt like I, well, to them, I had to explain it because they were like, well, why are you leaving? You don't look pregnant. You know what I mean? So. How great for them though. How great for those kids to realize that not everybody is born the same way. Like what a great education besides the musical awesomeness you're teaching them. (laughs) Like how fantastic for those. I thought about that later. Yep. Cause to them, at least most of them, you know, mom and dad had them, that was it. So they don't really understand and nor do they really need to at that age, but like, they don't understand that. Yeah. There is other ways, you know, of having a family families don't always look the same. Amen. that's cool. uh, They totally melted my heart because they were all like, you're going to be such a good mom. And I like started crying. (laughs) See, So they know that you're a real mom. They never thought twice about it. Well, they all thought I was already a mom. They assume if you're a teacher, you know, that you're a mom. They're like, wait, you don't have kids already? (laughs) No. 
just you guys. <laughs> like you chose to do this? You didn't just yeah. do this because the hours were convenient for your children? Uh, kids are funny. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait for your, your kiddos to be in middle school. All right, I want to go back to surrogacy because I want to talk about mm-hmm. when you had the first conversation with Casey. Yes. What was that like? Like, I know that an agency is going to require you to set ground rules. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to say, OK, these are your obligations. These are your obligations. This is what. So that's the the kind of benefit of going through an agency is that it gets very organized. Yes. It's very precise. Everybody yep. knows exactly what is expected of them, whether it is physically, emotionally or financially. Everybody mm-hmm. knows oh, all the cards are on the table. Yep. When you were creating kind of that agreement with Casey, did you say, OK, you're going to have these babies. We're hopefully go this distance. If we go this distance, you know, this is going to happen. Did you have anything specific set up for like delivery preferences that maybe you preferred or breastfeeding post delivery? What were the specifics of pregnancy and delivery? You have so for pregnancy and delivery, we didn't have much a choice with delivery because she had to be C-section um, at 37 weeks. One one day they were like, OK, this is when these babies are coming. So we didn't have much to talk about in that realm because that was like, OK, this is what we're doing. The, okay. the scary thing with that, though, was they were you can usually have in the operating room now with covid her husband, her support person and me. And we weren't sure if Dave was actually going to be able to be there for the births because that's really up to the doctors. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a little bit that was out of our control. But the day of they let Dave in like five minutes before they were like, all right, dress, get dressed. You're coming in. So we got very lucky in that. So a little bit of that was taken out of our hands because that's just the way it was that Mm -hmm. that was the hospital's policy. Um, When it came to afterwards, we did talk about. they don't allow you to breastfeed as a surrogate, but you can have an agreement to have your surrogate pump for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. So me and Casey talked quite a few months in advance about whether that would be something that we were interested in. And that is usually separate. So you can have like a almost like a separate contract. Okay. So we decided, OK, let's do if you pump just for a month for us. And we'll feed the babies once a day. They'll get their breast milk. That'll last us a little bit of time. And I actually talked to a lactation consultant too, just asking like, what would be best for the babies? Yeah. So that's something you can still do, even if you're not actually breastfeeding for everybody out there. So don't feel weird just because you're not the actual one doing it. Like they will talk to you and they loved it. Um, So that was something that that we did bring up and we spoke about. Um, So we're actually almost out of our breast milk at this point. It's still sitting in the freezer. So Uh we're, we're still, yeah, we're still going with it, which is awesome. Um, so that was a separate thing that we like had to get a contract for. Did you ever consider attempting to breastfeed? I did. Um, in those intended parent groups that I was talking about through the Mm -hmm. agency, another mother had done it Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, this, maybe this could be something. So I looked into it and I decided it wasn't for me just because it is pumping a lot of hormones into your body. Yes. And I was like, do I really potentially want to be like pumped up with hormones and maybe Mm -hmm. not completely myself when these babies are born? And would I rather just like say, okay, formula's fine. (laughs) So that's something I had to come to terms with because again, something else that's kind of taken away from you through surrogacy usually Mm -hmm. is not being able to pump. Um, 
also I figured since it would have been my first pregnancy or first like time trying to do it, I probably wouldn't get much anyway. Cause they say with every pregnancy, you get, you get more breast milk. So we decided that for us formula and breast milk once a day for a few months was going to be like the way to go. It's good. And it just, I just was hoping that you at least thought about it mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if they really brought it up to you because regardless of, you know, how they got here, if, you know, it is an option, it's not an option yes. for everybody, yes. but it's, it's often an option if there was an unexplained, you know, infertility problem. So, exactly. or, or, yeah. so I do love that you at least thought about it. So yes. when Casey had the babies at 37 mm-hmm. weeks, everybody's in the operating room. You're having yes. La Fiesta. The yes. babies come out. They throw them to the side. Was yep. Desmond born first or Ruby? Yes, Bizarre. Desmond was born first. We weren't sure. We thought he might be because he was down lower. So, you know, whichever one they pull out first. But yep, Desmond was born first. And the first moment we heard him cry, oh my God, my husband is not a crier. Single tear oh. rolled down his face. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like... Oh, it was amazing. That's his little dude. Yeah. So his we- little dude's there. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. That that melts my heart. How quickly was the transition from the babies, you know, near Casey with Casey? Did you mm-hmm. discuss that? Did you did she say, I want to see them in the OR? Like, was that like premeditated? Yes, because for Casey, this was her first time being a surrogate. So for her, you know. She wanted to see the moment where we got to become parents. She was like, if I don't get to see that, I don't know how I'm going to feel. So the moment they pick up the babies, you know, baby one, baby two, put them to the side. They usher me and Dave over. Now, they did usher us out of the operating room very quickly, which was probably like important because you don't need a bunch of extra people in there when you're sewing somebody back up. But as we were leaving, I yelled, Casey, we love you. Cause I didn't want her to feel like we were like leaving her. Like you did all this work now. Bye. But they, they kind of make you leave like, okay, you got to get out of there. Like (laughs) we got stuff to do. Did the babies stay or the babies came with you? The babies came with us. Okay. Yeah. And we had to get a bunch of like paperwork was sent to the hospital ahead of time. So like the babies had, you know, the, the bracelets with our names, we had the bracelets, everything was like set up ahead of time. So Casey got to see us with them for probably about a minute. And then we had Mm -hmm. to leave. Um, The plan was like, as soon as she was good to go to visit her. Now she did have some complications, which I didn't know about till later. Cause like I said, they want you out of there so that they can take care of, of her. Mm -hmm. Um, So it did take a little bit of time. I want to say, I don't think we saw her till like the next morning because she had to like, they had to give her blood transfusions. Like it was a little scary. Um, but she was able to come over the next day and like hang out with the babies, which was awesome. And I think that really solidified for her, like my part of this journey is done and I can finally see this family together. And, and, and I asked her later, I was like, how hard was it? And she said she did cry a little bit, like when she was in the room by herself, cause she just wanted to see us yeah. all together. So once she was able to, she felt like, okay, this is, this she is good. closure on it. And she yeah. wasn't, yeah, I bet that's very, very understandable. Yeah. Did, did she have any coaching as far as how to handle the emotional end of the, the, the kind of handoff? So through the agency, she could talk to somebody like, okay. like, I don't want to say like a psychologist, I forget what they call them. But um, so if she was having any like feelings, she had somebody she could go to. Mm-hmm. She also we had a really close relationship and I don't think this happens a lot. So we talked about it a lot. 
and and she was a little bit worried of how she was going to feel. And I said, yeah. you know, I completely understand because I can't imagine going through everything you're going to go through and then they leave. So I wanted yeah. her to know, like, these babies are not going to be gone, like forever. Like, you're going to see pictures of them. You're going to like come to their birthday parties. You're going to. So it's not like we're going to like disappear. Yeah. Um, she actually visited when the kids, I think, were three weeks old. And then she came again just last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's seen the babies twice. So for her, I think it's been really cool. And she said, like, now that she has her body back, like she she feels, you know, because it was hard. I being a mom who's pregnant with twins, like I bow down to you guys, because, oh, my God, is it hard? Um, so she felt better physically and she didn't have that feeling that she thought she was going to like have to see these babies all the time. She just felt, OK, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. What it what an unbelievably wonderful story when Shh, the monkeys are getting <laughs> big right and so when they're they're in middle school mm -hmm. when do you think if ever that you will tell them like who Casey is and how the story of their life began that's actually something that me and Dave have talked about because like Casey has a seven he might be eight now, eight year old son. And she had to explain to him like, okay, these babies, you know, are not going to be coming home with mom. They're going to be going home with, you know, Erica and Dave. So I'm trying to think of how old they can be to really understand the process. So I, I think around middle school, I think I want to sit them down and say like, Hey, I want to tell you like your birth story. And they'll already know who aunt Casey yeah. is. Cause she's going to be around, you know what I mean? So I don't think it'll be weird. They'll be like, Oh, and I have pictures of her in my house like very pregnant. We got maternity photos together. So it's not ever really going to be a secret. So if they ask earlier, I'm totally going to explain it to them. But I think I'm just going to explain it almost like me and your dad wanted a family. We wanted you so bad. Here's where the crying comes in. We wanted you so bad that we had to find somebody to help us. That's how special you were. Like somebody else wanted you to exist. And I think I think it's almost like going to be really special for them to know how much like their mom and dad wanted them to exist. Oh, okay. You weren't supposed to cry. <laughs> I told no. you I was going to cry. I know, but I know what you, <laughs> it's on this side. And I'm, I not, I'm not, I'm not professional here. <laughs> I'm the opposite oh. of like, you know, a professional oh. and be like, okay, Erica, wipe your tears away and let's go. It's, it's, un but it's uh, so, it's, it's hard so true. to not, have like any emotion with this kind of stuff oh how could you not and the thing is is it's true erica like honestly yep. like not only did you and dave were like this is going to be you know what what we need to do to get to the next step of our lives and we want this so bad but you literally rooked somebody else into your yeah. reindeer game <laughs> yep that was the yep and that's somebody was like all for it like <laughs> that's what's crazy to me it's like some people are so selfless in the world <laughs> We, I think we, me and Casey just got along really well. That's I think so we're fantastic. very lucky. We we're like very similar. Yeah. That's so, so fantastic. It's, it yeah. is, it's such an unbelievable story and they're so lucky and they're surrounded by love. And it's, you know, I know too, that when you are going through infertility, there mm -hmm. is 
a few, there's like things that we go through and there's probably like actual stages or whatever that some psychologist has. And there's, <laughs> you know, there's the whole, you know, you have the, the mourning period that it can oh, yeah. happen. And yep. then you have the anger period. And then you have the jealousy that comes along with other people that are conceiving yep. and like accidentally like, oh my God, I'm pregnant again. I'm like, what? Oops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel it. And then to get to this point, where you are and now have these tiny little puppies that are like, look at my mama. They're She's so, so beautiful. <laughs> and thank goodness I look just like her and not like my dad. Right. Like we're, so, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm so excited. Well, it's not just you. us that really became a family. Like it really affects like aunts and uncles yeah. and grandparents because without Casey, like, you know, Dave's mom and dad may not have been grandparents, you know, who knows? So to them, it's like huge. And my sister being able to be an aunt, you know, and my brother-in-law, like it affects more than just like yes. your immediate family. It like, it's, Erica, it's huge. It's yeah. also Ruby and Desmond's children and their children. <laughs> I know, children. yes. Like if yeah. you really think about it, like Casey just created another generation yep. and it's, it's, and your kids could change the world. Oh, and that'd we, be awesome. I'm hoping. Yes. <laughs> I'm I hoping. hope that I, that's the, that's the best part about like having kids and raising kids. And you're like, you're going to be the best humans possible. That's yep. what I want for you. And when you're so wanted and you're so loved, you're going to put that effort into making sure that they they know that they're so wanted and so loved. And they're going to have that sense of security that's going to give them the opportunity to take risks that maybe other people wouldn't because they yeah. know that, you know, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and Aunt so much. Are a safety net yep. that you get to do great things. It, this is it's so fantastic. And I'm so proud of you. Thank for you. saying, okay, <laughs> we're doing it. Here's what's going to happen. It was That's scary. Very, it was very it, scary. Of course it's scary, but is not yeah. some of the best things in life scary? It was totally worth it. Yes. Looking like, obviously it was going to be worth it. Like if it, the way it turned out, but like at the moment, like, you know, you're not sure that everything's going to work out and you're putting all this effort and money and like feelings out there and you just hope for the best. And Oh my God, it was so worth it. So to anybody that might be going through the same thing, like no matter where you are in the process, it, it will be worth it in the end. It really is. Oh, I love this. When did you, for those families that are going through it, when did you start preparing? So when did you say, okay, Ooh. we're going to buy cribs. We accept that this is happening. I'm no longer going to be fearful of the what ifs. I'm, we're, we're just, we're going in. When did you think that you started kind of settling in to this and start nesting and getting ready and getting organized? I think it, it really hit when she hit the second trimester because losing a baby yourself, you know, like, okay, yeah. usually like the first trimester is when it happens. So you're like super nervous. So when you hit like a milestone that you never got to hit, you're like, okay, maybe this is a possibility. I told you before that I'm super impatient. So like we had stuff set up way in advance because I was like just too excited. And I, I had like such a good feeling that like this is going to happen for us. So I feel like we set up the nursery at like month six because <laughs> I was just so excited. Good. Well, because I had had baby stuff for years at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I instead of hiding this in like a closet, I think it's time to put it out there. So like I was just like, let's go all the way. 
Um, and I know some people wait and I don't blame them, but I just decided to kind of grab onto the happiness of the situation because I had been sad for a really long time and I just didn't want to be sad anymore. So I was like, I'm going to go for it. And it all worked out. Oh, girl, did it ever. <laughs> did it ever. Look at this. So now they're three months old. Yes. You are, you're getting over your first milestone. This is the first time things are going to get easier now. That's I may or may know. not be lying to you, but really. <laughs> Yesterday was matter. tough. I thought I was going to have bags under my eyes today for this. So I'm glad most people are going to listen. No, so they don't have great. to see. <laughs> you're like, this is, this is, this is honestly, this is life. So you look absolutely perfect. You look you. like a, like a You can't a see the mom. yoga pants. Well, you That's, don't, it doesn't matter. But, Who even knows I have pants on? Honestly, Erica. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> you know what they say about people who assume. So that's I do. It. I do. That's it. So you don't have nobody has any idea about literally. I was telling my husband that yesterday. I was like, I don't think anybody has seen me from like the nipples down nah. in years. So <laughs> that's it's how been... I felt as a teacher for a while. The kids, like when they saw me in person, they were like, oh, you're OK. That's you. And most of the kids, I was like, oh, you're shorter than I. Yes. And I thought that's <laughs> everybody's like, I didn't realize you were so tall. I'm like, yes, I'm very tall. This is very true. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how nobody knows this. I'm actually very tall. I am almost six feet tall. And when oh, people wow. meet me, they're like, wow. And I'm like, yep, I'm a lot all over. I'm a lot. I'm a, I'm a lot personality. I'm a lot physicality. That's just me. You need me. But I like that. I could get to a concert late. I always say if I go to a parade, I don't feel like Jealous. I have to get there early. I could stand in the back. But that's OK, Erica, because I would lift you up because that's the kind Thank of girl you. I am. So I would be like, Erica, could you see? Jump on. That's it. Take a back rise for everybody. Oh, and I can't wait. And I love that you are like so close and the baby's going to come for their first big city visit. And I'll oh, like, we're, oh, I'm so gosh. excited to take them places. Oh, my God. I can't wait for their first like Broadway show. I'm ready. Wait, it's too expensive. Let them yes, remember I'm... it. You got to wait till at least like six or seven. Honestly, seven? Don't, all right. don't spend the bucks till then. They will never remember. That's that. Um, so I think about that all the time and I, I will be here. We'll go to TKTS. We'll get some discount tickets. It'll be great. All right. But, sounds good. I'm down. Uh, this is so fantastic, Erica. I really, I genuinely appreciate you just coming on and talking to us and sharing your story. And people are going to listen to this and go, there is, like you said, it's so nice to know that other people like me exist. Yep. You're not alone. No, yeah. not at all. And there, it's there's so, a lot of us out there. Totally. And in Twiniversity, there's probably more than you think. And not everybody's willing to discuss it yet. And yeah. sometimes. And that's okay, people, too. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything at your pace. There yep. is no clock for anybody. There's no right time or wrong time to do anything that you want to do. But we know I always usually know because I'll get you during pregnancy and then I will say, OK, and they'll be like, well, we're having a via surrogate. The first thing I say is where where are you delivering? Because it's yep. typically not in the, the same state. It's yep. I don't I don't actually I think you may be the first person that could drive to their surrogate. Usually people have to take a flight. I'm like, okay, we're going to get an Airbnb <laughs> and here's what we need at the hotel. Let's think how we're getting back. And, you know, is this an international flight? Because we also have international surrogates at yep. Twiniversity. So we've had people who've had surrogates overseas, which that's even a whole nother level of yes. complication. Yeah, that's so, it's tough. I think we've had India, we've had Germany. Where else did we have surrogates? That's awesome. Yeah. Because they have to still do the retrieval. Yeah. 
So the thing is, you they have to, travel to get to these countries it. and they have to do a retrieval. And then you have the I'm whole- I'm telling you, these people are angels on earth to 100%. like help out a family like that. They, they don't even, well, like you said, they don't even know the impact that they're going to have. So I'm hoping Casey listens to this and she knows like how much of an impact she's really had. All surrogates out there. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I am very, very thankful for the surrogates that exist, have existed and will exist. And if you are listening to this and you're considering being a surrogate, because I feel like that's what people are going to like Google it and they'll find this. This is the impact that you can make. And not everybody can have an easy pregnancy like you may have had. And if that's your gift, consider using it because everybody was given a talent. Everybody was given a gift. And if you've been saying your whole life, oh, there's something that I'm doing that's not special. If you were able to conceive and go to term and have great pregnancies, that is something that is super skill worthy. It really is. Not all of us could do it. You think as a woman that that, that's something that you're just going to be able to do. And it's not. Sometimes it's not. It's not in the cards. So to give that gift to somebody else is huge. It's unbelievable. All right, Erica, you have to go back to reality. But I I thank you very much. It's like a good reality, though. It's a great reality. (laughs) You're going to go nibble on some baby toes. Yeah. They're (laughs) They're so so tiny. Love them so much. Thank you so much for playing with me today. Thank you for for having me on here. And this has been an awesome experience. So thank you for Twiniversity. Eh, it's my pleasure, girl. All right. You still stay put right there for the rest of you in whatever, however, whatever medium you're getting me on right now. Um, you guys have a good day. But if you have questions, I don't even have to ask Erica, but I know she will answer them for you. So you could email us at community at twiniversity.com or drop us a direct message on any social platform. We're just at Twiniversity. And we actually have quite a lot of surrogacy resources at Twiniversity, including a packing list that if you are having your babies outside, so go to Twiniversity, you'll see a little magnifying glass, just put in the word surrogate or surrogacy or whatever you feel like putting in that day and grab some resources that hopefully are going to help you. But like I said, we are always, always here. And I am very thankful for all the surrogates out there because you guys are keeping me in business, man. A lot of you are having (laughs) twins. I say thank you for that and know that Twiniversity is your biggest, biggest fan. So I hope you enjoyed today. Have the best day ever, guys. Thanks so much for listening and see you later, alligators.